have you all been other than enjoying frost? That was, that was quite a frost this morning, was it not? And so I, I, I talked about the heat in Tucson and like, so I enjoyed, I enjoyed yesterday's frost. Today's frost, I was like, oh, you know, I, I've kind of balanced out that heat cold thing already. So, but we, we, we're doing really, really well. This morning, what I wanted to do is, is I'm not going to go overly long because I intentionally want to leave some space at the end of the service to come up and just to spend time with God. How many of you know it's so important not to always have an agenda, not just to try and get through, but we need to take time, we need to take space to let him speak to us, to let him, to let him minister what he needs to minister to us. You, you might want prayer. We're going to make prayer available for you at the end. We're just going to have some of us and the elders will be up here. But I really want to encourage you to take the time today because... My goodness, going away for a little while gives so much perspective. I'm somebody that enjoys pushing. I enjoy going, but it probably took me about two and a half weeks just to come back to like to normal again. It is so important in our lives, our very, very busy lives that we that we pause and that we let God speak into us what he's going to speak to us. So I'm we're going to give you an opportunity today. So you don't have to take it, obviously. But if if you don't take it, can you just pray for those that are in a space that need to um, meet with him. And, and can I just give you some advice that probably it's just great to spend time with him anyways. Just uninterrupted time where there's nothing else going on. I am going to show you a picture of a Pinnacle Peak steak at some point during this. So I don't want to let that distract you from the fact that we do still want to spend time with God. And, um, and so this morning, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Bruce Pillington always um, encourages that if you have a time away or you have to, to kind of share maybe some of the things that, that God was speaking to me or that I had time to reflect upon. And so I wanted to, to share that with you as I've had a chance to kind of um, get out of the normal pace of life to share some of the things that I think God is, was speaking to my spirit, to Angie's spirit, and encourage and sow some of that into your spirits. And so... I always have to start with a story, and I'm glad that Bennett's in the service. I didn't know if he was going to be here. Um, he's got a shark hood on, and so he's trying to be cute to get out of what I'm about to tell the story. And I'm glad that Steve Randall's here, too, because he can attest to some of the things that I'm about to share. Because we, um, so we started on the plane flight, and we were up probably around, I think, four. And getting a two-year-old and a four-year-old up at four o'clock is not a good idea. And so I was hoping that I knew Bennett was going to be the problem child, so I just, I just knew it, and he was, but he started a lot earlier than even I thought he was going to start. I thought, Wellington to Auckland, it'll be no problem, but Steve was sitting right behind me, and Gary was on the flight as well. I don't know if you could hear. Could you hear him? And so Gary was way up the other end of the flight, so i just just giving you some context for um, the flight. Have you ever flown the, the, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have flown, New Zealanders are travelers, but you know the long flights, the long haul ones, the 12, 13, 14, 15 hour flights? They are some of the longest nights I've ever lived. I don't know, time slows down when you're in an airplane. And when you have a sweet, loving boy, and I just, Luke, if you put up the first photo. So that, that's the boys in Auckland Airport. Now, Archer, I just, I give him kudos, and he already got special toys for how well he did. But look at that smile on Bennett. He is so cute and so loving, but my goodness, he can be loud on an airplane. On the long one, um, on the way there, he was literally shouting, 
get me off this plane. And, and I don't know if you've been on those flights, but it's like shutdown time, meaning it's like if you even like whisper loudly, it's considered like this is the middle of the night. You should be. And Bennett could care less. He was so upset for probably I'd say he was loud and aggressive for about eight hours of the 12 hour flight. And so my restful journey had not started yet, but that's OK. But he's so cute. So I so I, grace is there. Um, but. How long are those nights? Those, those nights are so long. And the fact that we left at 4.30 in the morning and we, we didn't, I literally didn't sleep like an ounce on the flight over there. And so by the time we got there, it was actually 5.30 in the morning over there. And so Angie and I were, were beyond exhausted, but it was one of the longest nights that you could possibly imagine. It was a dark season for me and I'm glad I made it through. But we intentionally set something up. Luke, throw the next photo up for me. Disneyland. We did Disneyland the very second day because I know how atrocious the flights are. So I needed to have something that was pulling me through. And, uh, and, and we made it. We had such a good time. But that's just a silly little story to introduce something that God really did lay on my heart. And I really want to encourage you this morning. We all go through dark seasons. We all go through dark nights. But the thing that specifically I wanted to just sow into your spirits this morning, and and if you already have it, that's great. I want you to catch it and pass it on to someone else, is that there is truly hope after dark. There is truly hope after dark. I love this morning, each of the songs kept kept punching me in the stomach with, with with the core of what I wanted to share this morning. It's that verse, that though there may be weeping in the night, though the sorrows may last for a night, Joy comes in the morning. Honestly, those flights, they feel like they're never going to end. I mean, it's, you, you look at the, you know, I, you, you put up the little map. You can turn on the little map that shows you how far you've gone. And I swear, sometimes they go backwards. I, I'm, I checked five minutes ago, and I thought it was like, you know, already 10 minutes ahead. I'm like, there's something wrong here. But we can get stuck in seasons like that. And we all probably know people that are in seasons that are very dark seasons that feel like they're never going to end or there's just something that won't. And what I have in my spirit this morning is to share that there is hope after dark. It's Psalms 35. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes, when, comes in the morning. And where, where this seed was sowed into me, and I've got a number of different stories that this theme just kept coming up and again and again and again, were through some of the stories of our family and friends in the States. And even though I said that Pinnacle Peak is one of the main reasons why I go over there, it's probably, it's probably untrue. It, it really is for family and friends. But I just wanted to share just one or two very brief stories around how much hope there was. How many of you know my brother, Matt? I mean... If you've met Matt, you probably don't forget Matt. I just think, yeah. He, he's wild and, and fun and, and wild. And so um, we stayed with him for a couple of weeks. We went to Tucson. And I don't know if you know, but a couple of years ago, he was in a really, really dark season. He was just, he was just in a bad place. And, and it wasn't like a bad place for a couple of months. He was, he was in a bad place for probably a couple of years. I remember two years specifically where he was just in a really tough place. And so he stayed with Angie and I for a year and a half. And, um, and that was good. And we started to see him slowly coming out. But he tried so many different avenues to go somewhere with his life. But he wasn't really sure what was going to happen or what was going to open. And, 
and it was pretty hard on him, meaning there, there was probably more rejections that keep coming, opportunities that he thought were going to open up kept closing. And so he wasn't able to ever really go out. And he went back to the States, not really knowing what he was going to do. It wasn't really his first option of what he was wanting to do. And a long story short is while, that, while we were there, um, he started a, a brand new job as a high school English teacher. And so I can guarantee that these children will never be bored ever if my brother is in the classroom. I, now, if they're going to learn something is a different, uh, that's, well, they'll learn something, but I, if they learn English things, but he, he, his degree is in English and creative writing. But I, I have to report, you know, testimony. Do you know what testimony? I love the word testimony. I've shared it before, but literally in the word testimony, meaning you sharing your story and, and the definition of that word, there's, there's a meaning that says it's like a rope tying itself to someone else. Meaning that when I share a testimony, that, that story ties itself to you and becomes part of your story. Testimony can become your prophecy. And so as, as Matt started, he started while we were there. And it was pretty rough. He's teaching a summer school class for his first class. And it was all the kids that had failed their first year of high school English were in his class. And so it was a very unique and eclectic group of students that he had gathered and not too many of them were overly passionate about the finer points of academia. And so they came together, and, and he, he had a pretty hard first day, and it was all over the place, and we kept encouraging him. And, and he, just, he just now called me, I think it was just maybe, uh, it was on Thursday. And he told me he was having a chat with one of the kids' moms. And, and she said, I wish that you could be the teacher for my boy for all of his classes. You have unlocked something in him that no other teacher has ever been able to unlock. Powerful story. And why that rings so, so strong in me is because I've walked through with him in the dark season of his journey. There is hope after dark. Angie's mom, she is one of the most selfless people that I've ever met, and she's purposefully placed herself in jobs and positions to help um, better her family. She went and got a, a job at the University of Arizona to make sure that her kids could get through with really low tuition. She's just done all sorts of things, so selfless. While we were there, she got the job that she's been waiting to get for so long that's really going to set her up for retirement and all, and et cetera. Um, we have some friends that... Um, some of our very best friends, and they've been a very rough season, and they're now moving to Nevada. They've had an opportunity to come up to go and be near their family, and all these opportunities, and this fresh start is so important for them. I have story after story after story of when we've left at different times. You know, there's just different seasons that you go through in life, and sometimes our family and friends have been in not the best places, but it was so it was such a unique opportunity that we had time to reflect. And the thing that God was sowing into my spirit is there is hope after dark. The darkest seasons, the, 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 the deepest pain, there may be weeping, there may be pain, there may be those things in the night, in the dark, but joy comes in the morning. What Emma said, I, I so appreciate and I so appreciate the passion. We have to get that in our spirit so that we can go and share that. We have to know what that is to say, I know that you might be in a tough season, but can I tell you that there is joy in the morning? And that's found in Jesus. This is the, the, the point that I wanted to share this morning is that God always has a way forward for us, 
even when we can't see it, even when it seems impossible, there is hope after dark. Abraham, how old was he before he received the promise of God? He was 100. Joseph, he had some wild and big dreams, but he had to endure over a decade of slavery and prison before he realized those dreams. Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. My prayer for you this morning, and when we take some space at the end of this, is to come and get filled up with some of that hope. No matter what season you're in right now, know that it's temporary if it's dark. And if it's a beautiful, wonderful season, come and get filled up so that you can be spilling it out on other people, so that you may abound in hope. So I just have two quick points this morning of maybe some practical things of how to step out of possibly a dark place into that abounding, into, into that abounding hope. So before I share the, the point, I want to use an illustration through something I know you've all been waiting for. Luke, can we see the Pinnacle Peak steak? So it's, it, it breaks the rules of church to like show food during services, especially before lunchtime. This is so good. I, I think it speaks for itself. But I have a couple of things that I want to share about this. So this actually was my second Pinnacle Peak steak while I was there. It wasn't in the same sitting. Um, but I think we went the first time and I, and I forgot to take a photo and ate it so quick. I said, hey, I have to just, just to help out the, the, the good people here to show them a photo. Pinnacle Peak. I've talked a lot about it before. You know one thing, though, about the Pinnacle Peak steak? It hasn't changed. It tastes the same. But one thing I've noticed is that I've changed. I wasn't actually able to eat all of it this time. Well, I ate the first one. I ate all the first one. But this one specifically, I wasn't actually able to eat all of it. And this isn't even the big cowboy. This is just the cowboy. So there's a bigger one than this. I wasn't able to eat all of it. And I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about is I think one of the things that possibly keeps us from stepping into that hope that Jesus has for us or into that new season or that thing that God is wanting to bring to us is that we're holding on to what was rather than what God is doing. What I have here is you can't be more in love with the past than the future. To step into all that he has for you, you can't be in love with what God did last year or even what he did 20 years ago or, or what family was like back then. When we went back, it was so interesting to see just, even though things are so similar, it's still so different. And we have the unique perspective to kind of come in and see that but it's the same for us here and I just want to encourage you we can't be more in love with the past than with the future because the best is truly yet to come and and also when I came back is Anne's back there she told me when I showed her this picture that there's an even bigger stake somewhere outside of Taupo so there's something in the future we could all do a church road trip I think 
First Corinthians 2 9 says this, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. What God has in store for you is beyond imagining. As, and I, the, the theme of not just receiving this for ourselves, but passing it on is still so strongly echoing in my spirit that it's not just how much he has for you, it's how much he has for the next 10 people that you come into contact with. He has for, the, he has for them beyond what they can imagine. There is hope af- after whatever dark season they may be in. We have to let go of the old to receive the new. We need to embrace the new things he brings our way. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, and we love this scripture. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So important to spend time. And why I want to spend time today is you don't just grasp things like this saying, yep, I've intellectually heard that verse. You need to spend time in his presence so that he can start working away at some of those walls or those barriers or those things and let him wash away through with the power of his blood those things that you need to have washed away so that we can truly be a light that reflects his glory. Take time today to utilize that, to let him, let him wash you, let him fill you up with this abounding hope He's doing a new thing. I think it's so easy to rely. We tend to rely on what was or who we used to be. But God is doing a new thing in you now. And the best is yet to come. Those days might have been great, but they're only there to help put you into the things where God is taking you now. If, if you think of the most exciting time of your life and say, I still have more and better times ahead of me. That no matter what season you're in right now, there is hope after dark. So important. I, I, um, we went to a restaurant and I ordered something called a Monte Cristo. And it, was, it, it, looked, it looked tasty when I, I ordered it. But when it came out, it was the greasiest, like, it was like a, a powdered donut with, I can't even describe it. What was in it? Like cheese and ham and like, it was the greasiest, I couldn't even eat it. I was like, this is disgusting. And, and I wasn't, I didn't complain. Like, I didn't tell them to take it back. I was the one that ordered it. It's my fault. But one of the things I mentioned, to, I mentioned it to my dad and my brother. And I was like, oh man, I ordered this thing. Have you heard of it? And they're like, oh yeah, we love that. And I was like, what's wrong with you American people? That kiwi food has spoiled me. Just It's like not injected with who knows what. But they, and the, the funny thing is they told me, they said, Jesse, you would have been able to, to demolish that before. I said, not anymore, not anymore. But it's never the same when you go back to something. And you can't live today in yesterday's grace. He's got grace for you today. What new thing is he doing in you right now? What, what is the new hope that he's cultivating? What is that new thing? Cool. Things change. We can't stay where you once were, no matter how great or how bad it was. The next point, and I'm going to use it through the next fo- photo.
they probably wouldn't want me to, they, don't tell them that their photo's up on church, right? Being inspected. I get emotional when looking at this photo. I get happy as well knowing that I'm not looking after the boys, you know, when they've got enough uh, people. How many of you know that sacrifice is necessary? Sacrifice is necessary. Goodbye is a hard thing to do, but sometimes necessary. We talk about hope after dark. It's true, there is hope after dark. But there might be some things that you need to say goodbye to. And it's temporary. What is it that God is asking you to say goodbye to for this season? Where is he calling you to? Angie and I are so connected to the idea that God has people that he's wanting us to speak life into, to see come into freedom in this place, that saying goodbye is not too hard. The emotions are still there. But if you want to step out of that season of dark and you want to step into a season of hope, what is he asking you to sacrifice? What is he asking you to say goodbye to in this season? Good looking group of people. What old habits do you need to drop to step into that new thing? What old friendships or relationships is God calling you to say goodbye to so that you can do what he's calling you to do? I just thought, Samson, he was undermined. He was undermined in his ability to say goodbye to Philistine women. His inability to sacrifice what he needed to for the call of God significantly changed the way he was able to do what he was called to do. Sacrifice is not a fun thing. The last thing I wanted to talk about today was living in today's hope. One of the things, this is just a Jesse crying morning. Is that okay? Um, uh, Angie is, she wasn't able to go on very many of the rides in Disneyland um, because she is pregnant again. And, and why is that significant for this season? Because I don't know if you remember this time last year, she actually led worship the weekend that she found out that she was having a miscarriage. And that was, that was her second one, unfortunately. We share that candidly to say, hey, folks go through things, and, and we're not the only one to go through things like that. But what a, it was a dark season for Angie specifically. It was hard. It was, it was painful. But can I tell you, the thing that God deposited in me in this season and the thing that I would love to deposit into you is that there is hope after dark. There is hope after dark. And also, it meant that she could look after Bennett while me and Archie go on all the rides. So... <laughs> There's like, there's good things here. Psalm 139 verse 11 says this. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. How powerful is that? That the darkest of nights that you find yourself in is what? is as light to him. There is hope waiting right here and right now for you to grasp. Look, if we could do the last photo. There is hope right in front of you. 
Archer, Archer's loving it. He's like, man, this is like the, my, my slideshow this morning. This photo, Angie snapped it right after I took Archer surfing for the first time. He did really good. He didn't die. That's the first thing. But he did really good. But this trip more than ever, I am so reminded, even though we've had to say goodbye to some family, that, that these two boys right in front of us, what an opportunity for hope. What, where is the hope that's in front of you? Where, where are the things that right now you can latch on to? Even if you are in, a, in still a dark season, what is, the word of God says what? That even darkness is as light to him. There is hope waiting to be grasped. I, just these boys and my love for them is so, so great. And that's immense after a month just with them, you know. But they, they just did so well. But the legacy and the things. And do you know that we all have that? God puts opportunities in every single one of our lives to pass on, to love. There is abounding hope within your grasp. Reach out for it and embrace it.